0: This is your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Today's top story, Roger Stone gets three years, four months in prison, that's the sentence, for lying to Congress and witness tampering. And I, I have to say it occurred to me, reflecting in my mind of the many strange pictures I've seen of Roger Stone, if uh, if maybe he's okay with it. Everyone's saying, is Trump going to give him a pardon, whatever? I'm thinking maybe he doesn't want to be pardoned. Maybe I don't this know. is his
1: Disney world?
0: Could be. I mean, I think people will dig the Nixon tattoo on his back.
1: Yeah, I think he could be one of those guys. I think there's a character in the TV show Oz, the prison TV show from like 10, 15 years ago who is not the biggest strongest guy but he's smart and he's a dirty trickster I, maybe i would say kind of nice. like Roger Stone yeah. i could see Roger Stone maybe peddling his influence with the president to work his way up the prison gang ladder using some sly techniques yeah.
0: he could be like a consigliere or whatever like the the like uh, well what he is on the outside
1: right like just the, the
0: weirdo just troll guy who runs around like knowing stuff you know who was who It reminds me of is Roy Cohn, and he probably knew Roy Cohn, and Roy Cohn was Trump, went, like all of Trump's tricks is like what he got from Roy Cohn. Obviously, Roy Cohn was the master, so yeah. masterful that he could teach Trump these tricks, and nobody ever talks about the fact that there was a storage facility of that the city owned that was full of trial documents from Roy Cohn where Trump de- testified as a character witness on Roy Cohn's behalf when Roy Cohn was getting disbarred before he died of AIDS. Well, actually, AZT poisoning for sure. Uh, Well, in my opinion, (laughs) I have no doubt. That burned down in a fire like in 2012 or 2016, whenever. It was totally after Trump announced that or registered MAGA or whatever.
1: Interesting. They just
0: started like purging all that relationship stuff. But Roger Stone kind of reminds me of a kind of uh, mini-me version
1: of Roy Cohn. You know, but, uh, yeah, this is going to make Roger Stone some money, even though he's going to be in prison for a little while. Have you seen Get Me, Roger Stone? No. On Netflix? Nope. It's on Netflix, and I guarantee you that the hits on that movie start to go up. Now that he's in prison and people he's in the public mind again and he is a dirty trickster and that entire movie is about him as a dirty trickster. It's a documentary and he boasts about his dirty trickster ways and he dresses like he's a mobster from the 1930s. It's a very interesting movie to get an insight into somebody who is a shameless political person who, who just loves being involved in the political maneuvering and conning aspect of the game. Where's that this, on, his, yeah. on his sleeve in this movie? Yeah,
0: this is how – this is what I think is, like, the essential difference between the rest of us and them, you know, us and yeah. them, is that if you actually had no morals whatsoever, which is why – is like, the only explanation I can think why we still have, like, good morals. Like, they could have – like, the way they um, – the Catholic Church has been infiltrated and other kind of, like, you know, we're right – most of the big, big religions, all of the big, big religions have, like, your basic morality about stealing and killing and stuff. Like, there's, like, a pretty objective definition of good, whether you're religious or not. And billions of people belong to these religions that kind of require that you behave well. And the them, you know, the powers that be, could really undermine that if they wanted to. And they've tried in the past whatever. But I, it's a real theory, and I think it's plausible that they keep that. And you've said it. Too that they keep they like they need to keep that in place to keep the masses under self-control. But if they themselves are above it, and just envision for yourself, if you had no morality whatsoever and you didn't care about your friends and family, what they thought about you, and you could really burn every bridge and just figure out how to get ahead, if you really were good at it, you know, you could you could make a career that'd be very, very successful, and you would be instead of like a normal career where you're competing with everyone who can do that job, you're like competing with like other sociopaths, right? Who there aren't there aren't really that many of them, and a lot of them aren't that smart. You know, that's why they end up in the streets or whatever.
1: Right? Society programs these self limitations within us that, along with along with the morals that that we have and the things that we think are allowed and that aren't allowed. That they just throw to the wayside and they know that since everybody else believes that everybody else acts in a certain way, they're free to act outside of that without anybody realizing it because people just won't believe that other people are that immoral and don't care. You're right. They see other people's morals as their advantage because they don't have them.
0: Because you're a sucker. Yeah. You're a schlub and a sucker. But they they also have another advantage, which is – it's always a risk, but they may they. I think they know for the most part, or they believe when they're protected. So Roger Stone, when Roger Stone, lying to Congress and witness tampering is big, lying to Congress Congress was a part of why he's going to jail. I was following the Operation Fast and Furious case. Ever I mean, I read everything. I followed that so hard, and I was always amazed that that. Eric Holder's testimony before the Senate, all that stuff. It was like on the page six of the Wall Street Journal. It should have been on the front page above the fold. I was, oh, I, I mean, that was really when my eyes started opening, like, this is completely being deliberately put down and this is an Obama guy. Why would the Wall Street Journal do that? So, I saw Eric Holder lie to the Senate. We had, there was, it came out like a month later, his documents, complete, complete lie, 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 lie. Ultimately, he would, wouldn't produce the documents they were asking so they held him in contempt but he never produced the documents and he never went to jail so he did terrible thing. things he, and he had the opportunity to correct and he did not and nothing happened to him he's completely above the law he can do this stuff yeah and maybe roger stone thought that or maybe you know what i mean so you really have to have when some people are above the law like that they can do so much more yep. and it's almost like that's why they do it from the inside yeah It's so much better to be insulated from the law that way. It's the classic
1: example of Jimmy Seville over in the UK who was the leader of like a pedophile ring for like 60 years, yet he was held up publicly as – a benevolent, wonderful human who had been knighted by the the queen. Yeah, he was a friend of England. Prince
0: Charles. He did like he was a pedophile, and he used to appear at children's hospitals and stuff.
1: Because he had a non he had a nonprofit that he would use to get close yeah. to those people, and then whenever he would threaten people, if you tell anybody about this, I'm going to take all the money away from this hospital. And then he dies; they celebrate his death with a four day celebration. Then they find a rape dungeon in his house.
0: Oh my god.
1: I mean that this this is a With guy, these, yeah,
0: yeah. Foundations and charities are a way, like that Rick Singer, the college scandal, college admission scandal guy. They set up these foundations. It can be a way to scam. It can be a way to drag people in. I think the um, Boys Club of America was involved in that Franklin cover up. There is a lot of that stuff.
1: It's called the halo effect. It's a psychological thing where you present yourself through this positive light, a positive message. You're doing something good for society, for the community. People experience that, and then all of your further actions, they interpret through that halo of goodness.
0: Interesting, and it's very hard for them to believe yeah. that you're bad. Uh, I had a couple more things on – on. Uh, the Roger Stone thing. And actually a couple of the uh, little offshoots from what we're talking about right now. One is the Wall Street Journal talked about how the sentencing judge uh, sentenced him, that this was the news today. And I knew like the whole thing about Bill Barr and the prosecutors who stormed off because of the sentencing recommendation scuttle, scuffle, you know, it doesn't matter. She's the judge. She can just decide. So she said she keyed it off of Scooter Libby as well as the sentencing guidelines that are in the books And the Wall Street Journal went on to talk about Manafort's sentence and did not mention that, by coincidence, she's the same judge who sentenced Manafort. And I think she had other high – like there's a couple of these judges that just do all of the high-profile cases. You know, it's like they're just completely ready for the media moment, and and they just get cycled through one after the other. I think that is a little bit of a smoking gun. And –
1: In relation to that the roger stone story there was breaking news last night during a elizabeth warren town hall cnn does these town halls where they parade in the democrat nominees for president so they can you know blow them or whatever they just p- p- prop them up make them look wonderful but they have her out there and elizabeth warren is up there giving her speeches we're gonna do this fight and we're gonna fight and, and you know i'm she's just being fiery and quick you know <laughs> doing her whips the whole time it's just empty. All of it's empty. And then in the middle of her town hall, the host, which is one of the female hosts at CNN, I can't remember her name, but she stops and goes, oh, we have breaking news. We have breaking news right here live during the Elizabeth Warren town hall. I'm going to break the news to you right now. We just got news from the New York Times that Russia, Russia (laughs) is interfering (laughs) in the 2020 election already, and they're doing it on behalf of of President Trump. What will you do to stop it? So they they break that news because they're injecting this narrative back into the the public mind because of the Roger Stone thing because it's associated with Russia. Right. So Russia's already back at it, but because Bernie's leading, they're making sure to start early and clarify, it's not for Bernie. Some thought it might be for Bernie, but it's definitely for Trump.
0: I heard the same news on Fox this morning, on Fox headlines this morning. And first of all, we both know that this was inevitable. Like, I, I'm almost laughing that they're acting like it's news. I, know. I mean, it's <laughs> just like this perpetual propaganda yeah. effort. I mean, it's just ridiculous to think it ever stopped, right? Whatever it was, yeah. which it was nothing. So... So I read an article in the newspaper today. Let me ask you because I bet you don't know this answer. No fault of yours, but because CNN and Fox I think are not actually telling what what are they basing that claim on?
1: I don't know the answer to that. I, I can guess a few things, but no, I, I don't I know, know what answer. it would be. No, I know the answer. Oh, I know the answer. Is it oh, it's an anonymous source, right? Somebody who was allegedly in a meeting or something?
0: It's this is what I think is the answer, and it's like that, yeah. In the Wall Street Journal today was an article that referred to another kind of headline that's been floating around, and you probably did not make this connection. There is an acting National Intelligence Advisor, right. at an, uh, I Nas- National Intelligence, the Office of National Intelligence. There's a guy who's running that, who's the who's temporary. And it's the headlines have been that Trump has been mad at him, yelling at him. There's no way that he's gonna make him permanent. He might even make Doug Collins of Georgia permanent, which would actually be good for Republicans. I saw that, he's yeah. In there fighting Kelly Leffler. And if he does that, he's gonna split the ticket for the Democrats. So if they pull him out, I'll believe they actually want to win Georgia. If they leave him in, I'll believe they do not want to win Georgia. So so his someone who works for him the top election security official named Shelby Pearson on February 13th had a meeting with the house, like a bipartisan committee of the house, Congress. The day before Trump called a meeting on the same subject, which the subject being, uh, the 2020 election. And she told Congress that Russia they have concluded through their research and evidence that Russia prefers Trump. That's that's what they came up with. And that they are inferring that since Russia has interfered in our elections in the past, which everyone just stipulates. I've never seen proof no. that really brings us to that point. That because they've done it in the past and they prefer Trump, we expect... That they will do it again. So there's absolutely no, no. And that evidence. turned
1: into they're already doing it.
0: And what is preferred, Trump? What is Russia? Russia is like a brain that says stuff like, "I like Trump." Like yeah, what Everybody are they in saying? Russia
1: believes that Trump will negotiate yeah. and potentially work with them. It's really interesting the way they're reporting it too. Is that that's what they said on CNN anyway? They said that they prefer Trump because they think he'll be easier to work with. So it can't be easy, easier
0: than Obama who said, hey, you can put your missiles real close to Europe after I get elected. It's just – yeah, the way, give me a little quid pro quo, would you? Right, yeah. I mean no, no one could be easier than that. Try, you know, Trump's not letting him put missiles on the
1: border of Ukraine. Yeah. What's really insidious about the reporting to me is that it's spoken in a way where it's like Trump will work with Russia. The underlying assumption of that is that Russia is – Always and forever evil and bad, so much so that if you even communicate or even are willing to work with them because you don't want a war, then you're evil and bad
0: by default. I still think the whole Russia thing, just like for World War I and World War II, England and the kind of island nations, the echelon countries, the English-speaking, the Commonwealth nations plus U.S., all, it's very important to them that the... The main world island, like the mass of all the people and the food growing and the resources and everything, that giant Eurasian continent, that Germany, the industrial powerhouse and kind of hegemon, if you will, of Europe, like the dominant player in Europe, and Russia, which could conceivably be the dominant player of the entire Eurasian continent, that they should not have a very good working relationship. This is all about keeping Russia away from Europe. So that that doesn't become the epicenter of geopolitics, the world economy. This could could connect right in with a real world governance, the World Economic Forum, the Trilateral Commission, all that stuff that's going around. It goes back to our kind of mob five families thing. It's like, who's going to have this chair at the head of the table? Po- you know, possibly. Is it going to be Russia with Germany at its right hand or is it going to be England With the U.S. at the right hand and Germany at the foot of the tail, you know, where. how is it going to shake out? It could be as simple as that's what they're fighting for here. But I do believe that that is what this is all about, that Russia is really growing economically. It's really westernizing. And the more it interacts with Germany, the more it kind of becomes a European country. And then, (laughs) I mean, that's a big country. I I think it's going to be hard to tip the scales of geopolitics, if that if th- that all starts functioning in a healthy economic way.
1: Yeah. They could also be isolating America from Britain. Britain could be switching to. I, I, don't, I don't think buy so. That. Because I think the Brexit usually is control- about
0: the UK plugging into the USMCA. I
1: think that this is another time for another show, but the integrity Maybe. initiative, okay. that whole Russia PSYOP, the, the Brits originated that. And that's another story for another time. Okay.
0: Okay, I will give you this. I will give you this. It is possible that the elites. Yes, that's what I mean. I don't. I don't think that the elites aren't sticking together in all this. Yeah. But you know the kind of U.S., U.K., Israel triangle where they they just kind of want to. I don't know who's on top or yeah. any of that, but I just <laughs> think that they're they all kind of they they form a kind of supranational alliance or like kind of a super government, a super. A, 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 like a supercontinent, a virtual supercontinent, and they do. I mean, propaganda is all about the populations and what the populations think is in their interest, what they think is like a, in accordance with their foundational documents or their principles or whatever. So, I think that this has been a long slog of a hundred years since Cecil Rhodes of trying to separate the us from its foundational principles and kind of reincorporate it as the british empire again which i i i i could argue that they have done and that's
1: that's over. possibility absolutely <laughs> and that this is, an of, it, right? so this is just
0: an ongoing way of because we're not aware of it right this is just an ongoing way of keeping that propaganda facade going until they can go to the level up one more and have a real world governance thing.
1: That's what's really interesting about this stuff. And I won't go on too much of a tangent. I know we're uh, going going a little deep again. This stuff happens slow and subtle, and it surrounds us before we even recognize the change. A lot of times you think of propaganda, you think of something overtly trying to – a major disaster, something huge or just obviously lies in an attempt to drastically change something quickly – that's not the primary method that these propagandists work. They work long-range, slow and subtle without the uh, public being aware.
0: I have a fantastic example of that. Do you remember, I've mentioned this to you before, I don't remember if remember or not, remember a couple of years ago, CISPA and SOPA, the surveillance and censorship yeah. acts were coming up and the whole internet went black. They yeah. had stop signs up and everything and it was just like, shit, these guys really wanted to pass that, but it's a it's dead in the water. And then after that, Terrorism, mass shootings, hate, all of that stuff emerged as being real dangers to national security and personal self-defense from digital freedom, yeah, from internet freedom. So now they gave up on CISPA and SOPA, but if they had passed it, we'd have been like Obamacare, like, what the fuck? Now, they gave up on that, and they'll just do it in bits and pieces around the back door in response to all these events, and we will never have the above-board conversation of like what kind of a society we want to live in. Not that I think a conversation like that, a la Edward Snowden, has any meaning on the federal level, because the Constitution doesn't allow any of that stuff, but even just on a state level or a theoretical level, or if you want to do what Michael Chertoff said and fundamentally restructure our legal architecture at the congressional level, we are never even going to have that conversation. They're just going to backdoor it through terror.
1: Right. Yeah. They accomplish their goals the same way a magician accomplishes their tricks. They tell us dramatic stories to get everybody to look at the big hand, while the little hand outside of our awareness is actually pulling the strings.
0: Absolutely. So speaking of mass terror, have you heard about this German shooting?
1: I did I don't know the details though
0: some guy who's talked who's spoken of as being repeatedly as being mentally ill, so you got that meme going. It's probably true, and like our guys, like what the great judge Napolitano said, and the New York Times even reported that ninety five percent of our arrests are terrorist plots were started by the FBI. So I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was at that level manipulated. He's said to have been radicalized, self-radicalized online as a white nationalist, neo-Nazi kind of guy. Now, you and I have seen – I think you you showed me a British-U.S. kind of intel cooperating on putting up radicalizing videos – for no good reason they said it so we could trace it like a you know a tracker but yeah, there was no yeah. mechanism to trace it they were just putting just them up them, there yeah. and letting them go yeah, out into the wild they're
1: just testing them to see right them. but yeah. they were
0: radicalizing people and then not even tracking the people they right. were radicalizing yeah. like it was uh, obviously someone should be in jail for that yeah whatever that's So funny anything you do yeah.
1: this bad you say oh i'm just testing it's just a test
0: yes that is a, that's a show for another show. that's a t- topic for another show so anyway, but what they did, what, what he did was he went into a uh, hookah lounge or something like that and shot and killed killed nine people, shot a bunch of people. And Angela Merkel came out and said that, that this has got to stop, that this violence based on, quote, origin, faith, and appearance. Origin, faith, and appearance. Now, here's something I have a little bit of an insight in because I know people over there not in a few of those countries kind of – Northern countries that still have, like, they talk about us having Nazis. Our Nazis are being, like, manufactured as we speak. Their Nazis are holdovers from World War II. Like, they are real Nazis. But what happened in this article, it says that 2 million refugees went to Germany since 2015, and it's polarized their politics. So, and I I talked to, I, I have one of my friends over there, German, is like, everybody needs to do their part. I mean, we have to take the refugees in. Like, this country isn't taking enough in or whatever. It's like, do your part and what? picking up the pieces of the bombs that we drop on Syria what the hell are you talking about do your part in what they, those people are being chased out because your allies are destroying their homes it makes no sense so nobody's really thinking about the big picture and they're taking in these immigrants and refugees and i would say just by definition those are the people at the very bottom of society first of all and second of all they may well they may actually intentionally be letting criminals in on purpose, rapists and stuff, because this is what's happening over there. I know it's happening in Sweden. They go in there and, like all these immigrants out of nowhere, are committing all the crimes. Tons and tons of crimes. They have strict gun laws so nobody can protect themselves. And there's only one anti-immigration party, and they're Nazis. And that's the same thing that's happening in Germany. So the people who are saying, hey, we need to screen these immigrants better, are also white nationalist nazis with symbolism and flags you know and so you can't you cannot in good conscience vote for it without taking this whole racist package so she's saying you are just prejudiced against the color of their skin and i'm saying there are people moving into their countries which i blame their government for not screening them at all i assume or maybe sinisterly who are committing the vast majority of the crimes and i in In Syria, I I don't think that in peacetime Syria, they had like a much, 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 much higher crime rate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, I'm not saying they are criminals and you're letting criminals in. I'm saying this is a plot to anybody who objects to whatever their plan is here is a Nazi. And I think they maybe are just ginning up a kind of race war or something. I don't know. But this, I believe, is, is a plot. To, I mean, it could, like, S- Sweden was an example of a country, I, I, I would I object to socialism totally, but it's like 10 million people in that country, and they kind of all were the same. They call them, my friend calls herself and her friend Svensons. They just, they have two glasses of wine on Friday, <laughs> they put cucumbers on their tacos, which is yeah. the craziest thing I ever heard. You know, they just, like, they have these jobs, everybody's the same, everybody makes the same money, they take their maternity leave, they take their paternity leave, they're all the same they are okay with it, they pay 50%, they get these services, and it's fine. And then how do you blow up a system that's working like that? That is a closed system. It can only work in a closed system. So then they bring immigrants in and then they can actually siphon off that the money out of that closed system because they're not contributing, but they're taking it away. And it's really pissing people off. And and I mean, that's just bad government. Like All government's bad government, but that's pathocratic government yeah. because it's intending to be bad.
1: And the function, the way the media functions is they give the attention to the most radical spokesperson of these positions. So the most radical spokesperson who wants to prevent people from coming into the country because of what you said, because of the real effects it might have, they might cite those real effects, but then they'll tack on a bunch of racist right. stuff Right. So afterwards. like
0: Piers Morgan will have David Duke on his show yeah. to explain why the crime rate is higher in immigrant communities. Right. When maybe that's not like actually what's happening. Also, uh, the thing that really was sketchy about this guy is that supposedly he had highly regulated guns, but he owned them legally because he was a registered hunter. So he managed to like pass all the screenings to be a hunter. So there I guess they're actually going after the hunters guns in Germany now. And the, And the mental health thing you know that'll you know you see these uh patterns always emerging,
1: yeah, so I have a quick update on the coronavirus, if you're interested.
0: Oh yes, I forgot about the coronavirus wow. because Russia's back That's in the story great.
1: in the news, so China takes a back seat for a little while, although the coronavirus is still spreading exactly what we said would happen yesterday and the days before happened today as. 11 Americans at an Omaha facility have tested positive out of the 13 that were evacuated from, where do you think? Japan, a cruise ship, (laughs) the Diamond Diamond Princess. Princess. The patients did not show signs or did not have symptoms, and they tested positive when they left. And when they got here, 11 of the 13— They tested negative when they left. Negative, sorry. Yes, they tested negative when they left. Now that they got here, 11 of the 13— tested positive, and they are now here in Omaha. And that's not all.
0: Were they on the same evacuation yes, transportation as the uh, the Corona-14? They were.
1: They were on the same evacuation Type as them. Typhoid Mary. And so were these people on the same evacuation as them. Four Americans tested positive for the coronavirus in Spokane, Washington, who were also on the Diamond Princess and released and were on that Bus and those planes, chartered planes back With the to Corona America. 14th. And on top of that, there are a couple of insta- instances of people in Japan and people who were released to another country who were also on the Diamond Princess, who also tested negative when they left, who also showed no symptoms, who have gone back to their own home country and are now testing positive. They are dispersing the disease. Mm-hmm. It seems intentionally at this point, almost too intentional. This story is just, it's maddening the more you look into this thing. The coronavirus? Because they're still releasing people from the Diamond Princess even after the reporting of all of this. Oh,
0: I have a, an update on that. The, they have already announced that that exact ship, the Diamond princesses returned to service. Come get you the coronavirus that? at sea. They, and this is the thing. So, Event 201, which... Everyone who listens to the show regularly knows exactly what it is. The World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates, and Johns Hopkins got together and did a live simulation of a novel coronavirus in October of 2019. And so far, it has unrolled. Uh, The real one has unfolded 100% to script, including that Carnival Cruises and so many other companies have said, we are blaming the coronavirus on a downturn. Now, I was predicting a downturn in the economy before this happened. It was definitely coming, no question about it. So they did that, but the event 201 thing says that six months into it, they thought everything was fine, and then it exploded. There was like a flashpoint. Now, that flashpoint would be May, which is exactly when they're returning. I think April 29th, they're returning the Diamond Princess to service. And I don't think that's going to be the thing that does it, but there are going to be like 100 stories Coming out in May, of just like, oh my gosh, you're just going to have, you're going to just see the flashpoints everywhere on the corona tracker, yeah. which there is a corona tracker. Uh-huh. Did you see that tweet I, I sent did, you? did, I saw that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's going to continue to expand.
0: <sighs>
1: I found the next little peach tree dish that they're going to be testing. Peach Petri, like Rob Petri, Petri. Petri the, Petri. Everything's Everything's peach tree. Peach tree dish. You just to Atlanta. Peach tree. I saw the next peach tree dish. Peach tree. <laughs> prisons you do a
0: good georgia accent i have
1: to say is going to there was there's like 60 prisoners in china who have been infected by two police officers who had the disease and came to work so now we have a prison prisons oh, that's a test good of how the virus yeah. transmits look
0: i'm sorry for taking this lightly i just cannot i can't i have absolutely no way of believing or knowing the real problem here how much of this is propaganda i just don't know i have to laugh at it because it is so parallel with this made-up thing right so i don't know and you can kind of start predicting that if it gets into something that is going to be criticized because it's government-run like a prison an institution where everybody's in common areas which is when they're bringing these quarantine people to barracks in the u.s where they share a room I mean, it's the worst possible thing they could do. Every
1: decision is the worst decision. It feels Every like. Every decision
0: is the worst. And this also plays into this idea that government is incompetent, which I actually don't believe. I think pathocracies are quite competent.
1: I would agree with that. I don't think it could all be blamed on incompetence, they certainly hide behind that. Real quick, an example of the incompetence is China continues to push people to wear masks, to demand them to wear masks, to have their drones threaten people. Put on your mask, yet if you go to the CDC page, you go to the World Health Organization page, you can watch the videos on the situations you should wear a mask and is a mask effective in this situation or that situation, and there is no evidence that a mask will prevent you from catching the disease if you don't have it, although they do say if you're working on a patient who has the coronavirus, then you should wear a mask, I guess if you don't have a hazmat suit available. And they say that if you have the coronavirus and you wear a mask, it does help prevent the transfer of it. But what happens is people are wearing masks and they're wearing them from days on end, as you mentioned, and they're also getting a false sense of security, which is causing them to not take other precautionary measures, which is making it more deadly, mm-hmm. making it transmit more. Yet China's telling their public to wear masks. That's the solution.
0: That's like in the wake of Hurricane Katrina, I lived in Houston and there was a Hurricane Rita coming, which was ended up being a nothing burger, which I figured. But they evacuated Houston and people died in the evacuation effort because they were so misguided. And there's never any consequences for that. But this what really bothers me about this is that when you see like we want to have experimental vaccines like mass produced, we want to withhold liability and regulatory, all this. This is all completely consistent. With the climate change precautionary principle, like you have to take action before the evidence is in, because if you don't, it'll be too late to wait to find out whether what actions take. It's absolute madness to not know the facts. And this is being espoused by the exact same people who ridicule the right let's say or anti-vaxxers or whatever for saying like you you just have to believe in science if you don't believe in science you are irrational it's like well are we do is science our god or is it not
1: you go to the world health organization page and all their resources on the coronavirus you're going to see Exactly what you're talking about, right? There. Really? We need a global organization. We are going to have an online training so we can all get ahead of this and we can prepare for the future event and try and stop this one. They have a a world body that they created that's overseeing. They're trying to create world standards, just like we talked about. There's this a lot is of, the
0: back door to world government. We're not going to vote on world government. You're going to have a global organization for trade. You're going to have a global organization. I mean, we have these things, but and they're going yeah. to start having power. They're going to start having enforcement power. It's
1: always that fear of an external evil or or something deadly external that helps them focus people's attention away from what they might really be doing and towards that fear. They get us our, our lizard brain going. One final thing, I watched a CFR, Council on Foreign Relations panel discussion that the former head of the CDC that Barack Obama named, I can't remember his name, maybe Friedman, he was talking and question was asked about a finding that the cdc had and the cdc said that they expect the coronavirus to take a foothold in the united states
0: wow i guess they've been watching the event 201 videos also and Although, i'm really glad it's friday because i absolutely after this is i think this is a little bit of a scary episode there binkley i think i need my cocktail get my cocktail on this friday evening
1: wash your hands properly <laughs> i always
0: tell everybody everybody will it. be
1: good that is the key right there. And we're going to do a show this afternoon. We have a guest who is yes, kind of a Well,
0: let's let's yeah, we're going we're it's working so on it. Let's uh let's save that for next week.
1: All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on the or your favorite podcasting platform. We will talk to you guys next week.